In this episode of the Master's Degree Mandate three-part podcast series, we interview internship director Stephanie Stockslager. She discusses how the graduate degree requirement is impacting dietetic internships and interns. She'll talk about the future education model and how that brings about a change for students who wish to pursue a career in dietetics. And if you're wondering how this mandate may impact staffing and hiring trends, stay tuned because Stephanie shares her projections on those too. You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Lindell here from Dietitians On Demand. In this episode of Dietitians Only, we have a very important and timely topic to discuss. We're joined by a special guest who is an expert in the field of dietetics and dietetic internships, Stephanie Stockslager is here to discuss the graduate degree requirement for newly credentialed dietitians. Stephanie is the current dietetic internship director at Virginia Commonwealth University Health System. She's been involved in dietetics education for nearly 20 years, of which the last 10 have been in the internship sector. She is especially interested in the current educational requirements of today's students and the potential impacts on our profession. She's been an active member of the Nutrition and Dietetics Educators and Preceptors Council for the Academy and has held various leadership positions at the district, state, and national level. So we're just going to jump right in. Hey, Steph, how's it going? Hey, Lindell. Thanks for having me today. So thanks for being here today, Stephanie. Um, I know this is a huge hot topic right now in our profession. There's been so many discussions about it, and it's finally here. So Can you start by explaining what the mandate is all about and just a general overview for our audience? Certainly. So the mandate, really most simply put, is just that the entry-level requirements for students to be eligible to sit for our exam for registered dietitians has been raised from previously an undergraduate degree plus an internship experience to now a master's degree with that supervised practice either being integrated within that program or it could be separate depending on the track that the student chooses. As you said, it's been a long time coming, but it did go into effect January 1st of 2024. All right. Yeah. Feels like we've been hearing about this forever. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a significant change. Can you give us a, a peek into what prompted the decision to make this change? Yeah. So as, as I mentioned, and as you mentioned, it really has been a long time coming. And it can actually be traced back to a task force that made recommendations for just simply considering elevating our degree all the way back in 2005. So again, a really long time. Though I'll say a number of conversations in a more thorough dive at the topic um, done by the Council on Future Practice. And for those that aren't familiar with the Council on Future Practice, that's just a group um, within the academy that works to project future practice needs, not only for students, but for our profession of nutrition and dietetics in order to ensure that we remain viable and relevant. Um, So they made formal recommendations to key stakeholders like the Academy, CDR, Ascend, and educators on the rationale for why they felt we should elevate our degree. And really in a a rather groundbreaking report back in 2012, the rationale was noting that as other healthcare team members like our physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech therapists, had elevated their entry-level degree requirements to a master's degree. Um, And we know some of them now are even moving on to practice doctorates. 
our scope of practice aligned with that of a graduate degree as again, that comparable. Mm-hmm. Now, the 2012 report definitely set the wheels in motion for the adoption of the master's degree. Um, and that was re- reinforced with their revised visioning report in 2017. And that was kind of that rubber stamp of this is what's happening. So through that, CDR approved the motion moving forward, adopting the recommendations that we now have. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 2005. I had no idea. (laughs) That was when I became a dietitian. (laughs) Um, But wow. Yeah. So I was thinking, I know there were some papers and um, there was, there was a lot of leadway, right? But can you kind of explain like from the internship side, you know, how did you and how did VCU or Virginia Commonwealth Health System, how did you prepare and how long did it take? Yeah, so I'll be honest, our program took the mandate pretty seriously. Um, We have been talking, you know, all the way back since 2013. And I know that was at least my time with this with this current internship program as a faculty member. I know conversations happened before as well. But we really started to look at what our short term and long term options could look like. We really knew that we needed to do something sooner rather than later to ensure the viability of our program um, as we neared the mandate date. Now, we're a standalone dietetic internship program for those that don't know, um, and there's definitely a number of factors that we had to take into consideration, and just like all standalone internships had to be taken into consideration. So we really needed to make sure from our end, the first step was getting administrative support. Um, Again, VCU does not offer a master's degree in nutrition or dietetics, so it wasn't an easy add the degree that's already part of our university. Um, And so that meant we would be having to partner with an outside institution. Um, And we had no idea what that would look like. But ultimately, we really decided to create strategic partnerships with a few programs that really had similar goals and core values to ours. And we really wanted to ensure that the partnerships were truly going to provide elevated knowledge and experience to our interns, which ultimately really, let's be honest, that's the whole reason why the mandate's put in place in the first place. So we talked with our current interns at the time, some of our graduates. And then we actually also read through some surveys that were done through a couple different organizations that um, really interviewed students. What do they want? What do they think of this? And we took all of those things into consideration to determine what we should do. And if there was anything else that would be really important for us to consider in this decision. So even though we've started admitting interns into our program that are part of our integrated master's and DI track, we're still trying to consider what today's post-COVID interns are gravitating towards and how we can really best meet their needs without compromising the quality of our program and what employers of our graduates have come to expect. So really, you know, the, the hardcore planning for our program has easily exceeded, what, 10 years now? Um, and the final, you know, dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's, probably a good five years of time. Yeah. Wow. That is, that sounds like so much to prepare for this. And I can only imagine how much time and, and hours and resources went into something like this. Right. All for something we had no idea what was going to (laughs) happen. Exactly. And then you had the pandemic sprinkled (laughs) in there. Just something small. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's interesting that when they proposed all of this, they had no idea uh, what was going to happen in, in, you know, 2020 and and this would happen in 2024. So 
all that coupled together, um, you know, you've prepared, your institution has prepared. So you're here. Can you kind of explain what trends you you've seen in the DPD and internship enrollment because of this change? Yeah. So I'll be honest, overall, we've seen declining enrollments in all levels of dietetics programs across the country for a number of years now. This can be attributed to, of course, a number of factors, including overall declining college admissions, decreased enrollments in nutrition-related programs, which is really sad to say, and likely for some students, just the new requirements for obtaining the master's degree. I mean, we definitely cannot exclude that as a reason. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, some programs are doing really well with enrollments, um, and that might be related to having both undergraduate and graduate courses of study within their own institution that have kind of helped to feed their programs. Some programs we know offer stipends or they don't even have program fees. But I'll be honest, most of us have seen drastic declines in our applicant pools by as much as 50 to 75 percent compared to pre-pandemic or even pre-mandate. You know, students really used to fear not being placed in an internship position during the national match process. But really, over the last few years, we've seen the reverse because of these downward trends, whereby many programs have actually been unable to fill their available spots, even at some of the top programs in the nation. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm sure all, everyone listening can think of what they feel is a top program. They probably have had openings over the last year or so. Now, even take, take for example, one of the most recent matches, the fall match of 2023, only 122 students participated in the match, 122. And of course, of the programs that were actually participating in that match, more than 25 programs still had openings going into the second round. So again, the the script really has flipped in that. And then during the spring 2023 match, I love facts and figures. So during the spring 2023 match, there were nearly 1,900 open internship positions that went unfilled. Wow, that's outstanding. Yeah, I mean, for for the students, right? Yeah. yeah, As a program director, it's scary. It's very scary, right? And the number, that number has just doubled in less than five years. On the Ascend website, they have all of the more recent uh, match data that's available to anybody. Um, But in April of 2019, there was only 900 unfilled positions. So we're talking about doubling in less than five years. So essentially, really what I'm getting at, that that there's been more internship positions than applicants. It's a concerning trend that educators have been discussing for years now and definitely engaging with our representatives with Ascend, CDR, and the Academy. Even at the most recent FENCI um, in Denver, there were sessions on this topic raising concerns of how employers will be able to fill their ongoing vacant positions, which we know is a huge problem. Right. So, you know, it sounds like going into 2024, you are seeing steep declines in the number of matches, applicants, and spaces, and, you know, interns in general. Once, now that it's in place, do you have a projection of what you'll see in the future in terms of interns and incoming applications? Do you think that you'll still continue to see this decline or do you, do you anticipate it picking up at all now that you have a master's partnership? Yeah. Our, I mean, our hope 
is that we will see an uptick now that it's it's in place. Mm-hmm. It, the, the playing field is level, we'll say, amongst all programs, because we all have to provide in some form or fashion an ability for our students to get their master's degree. As I mentioned, you know, again, how programs are executing that is different. Programs like mine, of course, we are, we have a, a, an internship only track for students that are in a master's degree of their choosing. Others are requiring a master's degree before they do um, the internship experience. And then again, other programs, uh, us included, we have it all kind of in a neat, neat little package. So I'm hoping um, that we'll start to see an uptick. Um, but I think that's the big question mark that we all still have. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we're all curious as well. So I guess only time will tell. And I know we've talked a little bit about the matching process. And I've heard about some changes coming in 2025, I think. Do you know anything more about that that you can expand on that might help our audience understand what will be changing? Yeah. So what many have known as the match, what probably all of us listening have gone through in some form or fashion for our own internship experiences, that process is going to be sunset after the spring 2024 match. So spring 2024, after that, there's going to be a new process. Now, Ascend, again, that's the Accreditation Council for Education and Nutrition and Dietetics. And again, they're the ones that oversee all of the educational standards that all the different program types have to follow. They really, they met, they agreed that given how many different options students now have to meet the entry-level requirements, that the match process was just simply outdated. Um, And while I personally hate to admit it, I, I have to agree. As an educator, talking with students, potential applicants, the confusion was was there. I honestly, I don't think they knew which end was up um, in some of the questions that I received. So as of today, we actually don't know what that process is going to look like quite yet. There are There is a task force um, that's been put together that's been working on defining what the post-match era is going to look like. But right now, we, we simply don't know. I hope that it's something that's going to be fair and equitable across all program types, whether you're a standalone internship, um, a university-based internship program, or a business-based internship program. Um, So all I can say is stay tuned because I know all of us are. Okay. All right. We'll definitely um, maybe be touching base with you then in spring of 2024 (laughs) to learn more. (laughs) Um, Okay. So a few, a few questions that have kind of come up for the current dietetic interns, but also interns that will be coming in because they must have a graduate degree. From what we understand, it can be in any field of study. It doesn't have to be in dietetics or nutrition. From your perspective, um, what are the, the benefits and then what are the challenges to having interns coming through um, with a background outside of nutrition? Yeah, this is a tough one um, because there's a lot of different perspectives. I feel like that's my theme today, different perspectives. So, of course, we know the field of dietetics is diverse, right? Nobody's going to argue that. Graduate degrees in things like business or public health, education, of course, nutrition, you know, they really only strengthen our profession just because of the diversity. I believe that just like many educators, 
that the broad focus of any graduate degree is a bit confusing on how certain unrelated graduate degrees can really elevate our profession. But most programs that have, an in, have integrated a master's degree into their program really have held more of a traditional focus, like some of the examples that I provided. The tough part is that students now have to decide first what their focus should be for them versus letting their career path dictate which graduate course of study they may choose to pursue in the future. Um, and of course, the whole tuition reimbursement benefits of many employers, um, that kind of doesn't come into play anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, the entry-level requirements into most of our programs either are still requiring the completion of that DPD undergraduate curriculum, um, or for those that don't have that verification statement or didn't go through a traditional nutrition dietetics degree, there's a list of prerequisite courses that are very similar to the DPD requirements. So really, ultimately, students are still being prepared for their supervised practice very closely to as previous. The challenge comes is when you have what we call a career changer, right? You know, a a degree in psychology, a degree in art history. Those are the ones, you know, that might have a harder time, right? Because the traditional DPD path may not be the most economical or timely way for them to achieve their RD. So enrollment numbers are going to be impacted, especially for the programs that tend to see a higher proportion of their applicants that fall into that category. But I will say overall, I wouldn't fear too much because ultimately the programs that they're doing with the supervised practice, there's a lot of prerequisite courses that they have to still do that match our traditional nutrition degrees. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. Um, So if someone wanted to take your internship and they already had a master's in, say, um, psychology, would they be required to take? the master's program alongside the supervised practice? So for our program, no. But as a standalone dietetic internship, we do require and we are required to require the DPD verification statement. So my advice typically to to potential applicants who have contacted me in the past is to have their transcripts evaluated by a DPD program director to see how many courses they may still need in order to earn that verification statement. But again, to my point, I think moving forward, that's probably not going to be what most will, will would do or should do. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be much faster for them to go the path of one of the integrated programs, like one of the um, future graduate or graduate program model courses. Okay. On that note, um, do you have anything you can say about what that would look like? I know I've, we've heard, we've been hearing about future models um, as well. Is that also something that is more to come or can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, and forget, I don't remember a, a number of years back now, pre-pandemic, Ascend started to trial a, a, what they called at the time, a future education model program for the graduate level, for the bachelor's level, and at the associate's level, all with the the end point in mind of the graduate degree being the new requirement for registered dietitians. Um, Over time, that that terminology has changed. Currently, it's now referred to as just a GP or a graduate program. But what that is, is those are university-based programs that 
vary in length. Um, again, I, I encourage everybody to do their research because some are very short, some are more traditional length in terms of like a typical graduate degree. But the whole benefit of a program like that is that once you are admitted into their graduate school, your supervised practice is part of the coursework. Um, so you already have those placements as part of the program. Many of those graduate programs also do not require the verification statement um, that standalone internships still are requiring. Now, some do. Don't get me wrong. You do have to do your research. Um, but again, for those career changers who don't didn't do an undergraduate degree, but maybe they did a, a very science-heavy curriculum in their previous life, they already may have met many of the prerequisites. So again, cutting their time of the pre-work before they go into the graduate program. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for expanding on that a bit. Okay. Well, so, you know, now that we have this requirement, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on whether or not you feel like this is a good return on investment. Um, Ideally, it's maybe only another year of school because it's already five years um, with, with an internship. Um, So, you know, do you feel like it is a good return on investment compared to other healthcare related fields like nursing or speech pathology or physical therapy? Right. And this is another really hard one for me to answer. And I'll be brutally honest. In today's day and age, I don't think that it is a good return on investment compared to our other healthcare providers. I know many in the field echo the sentiment as well um, for a number of reasons. But I do think that this can be the first step that needs to be taken in order to justify our worth to our organizations, to our higher ups, and even insurance companies, right? Um, There's many leaders I know within the profession that are, are working hard to make a difference for us, even if we don't see anything on the surface. And I do believe that even in my lifetime in the field, changes are going to occur. I think that's inevitable, but only time will tell. Mm -hmm. I think many factors are coming into play when looking at the potential choices that today's students have, um, including rising student loan debts, which many are citing, the current rate of inflation and its impact on, let's be honest, everything, right? Mm -hmm. I don't fault students for taking other paths, really, or even current dietitians um, that may be leaving the field. The mandate will no doubt, it's going to have a negative impact on diversifying our profession for many of the reasons that I stated. And we know that that diversity is something we desperately need. That goes without saying. So, and I'm not saying that the requiring a master's degree is ultimately a bad thing, but when we do not have the salaries in the current time in place to match our education, that's where it's really becoming a hard pill to swallow for students and their parents. Um, So despite all that, I personally still think I would make, I personally would make the same decision to become a dietitian. Um, If I had to do it all over again and with all the knowledge I have, I personally, I truly do love what I do and I can't see myself doing anything else um, I've been exposed to. But I think in today's day and age, that's that's just not the case with our students. And I think we all understand that. And that's, I think, what scares most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Well, I appreciate your your honesty on that. And I guess one thing that we've been actually been hearing or getting asked by dietitians out there practicing now is what can we anticipate down the road in the job market um, when these newly credentialed dietitians um, but coming coming out with master's degree 
and just a higher level of education, maybe compared to an experienced dietitian, you know, how is that going to impact them? And then how can they stay competitive? The folks who, you know, don't have the master's degree and the higher level education. Yeah. So I'll be honest in my, in my career throughout all, all my years, you know, I definitely have been part of the hiring process. And then in my role as, as internship director, I frequently am able to engage with a lot of dietitian leaders here in the mid-Atlantic region. And what I hope that many of our existing RDs who don't have a uh, graduate degree realize, so everybody listening, your experience is more highly valued than you're giving it credit for. Um, salary constraints aside and budgetary constraints aside of organizations, the learning that takes place the clinical judgment that's gained and the hundreds, if not, let's be honest, thousands of patients that you're going to see in comparison to a new grad is, you know, it, it really can't be understated. Again, I don't want to downplay the, the value of an advanced education because heck, I mean, I debate all the time if I should go back for my doctorate, if I just had the time, but real world experience is always going to weigh higher with hiring managers than someone with an advanced degree with no experience outside of their internship. You know, again, when we look at our the history of our ancillary healthcare partners who all elevated their degrees through the years, they all went through the same thing we are right now, right? But they, in some ways, they had people with certificates, undergraduate degrees, graduate degrees, and even doctorates all working together at the same time. Um, I mean, talk about professional confusion and, and self-worth uh, questions. So, you know, employers may not fully know all the intricate details of this mandate, especially if they're not intimately involved or they're not a dietitian themselves. <laughs> but anyone can easily see the level of experience that an applicant's resume is going to show when you're putting a new grad's resume up against a seasoned dietitian. So my, my, my word of advice is just stay calm, trust in your experience, and don't let that master's mandate scare you away. Mm, that's really good. Um, I know we we work with a variety of people who hire dietitians that are not dietitians and they're not in the dietetics world. So just looking through a resume and not seeing a master's degree, but years and years of experience, I know that is um, something that's coming up for people. So, but, I, you know, like you said, there have been plenty of other uh, professions who have gone through this and have come out just fine. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we, um, as we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, final thoughts really are just, I hope we all can, we can keep an open mind. I think we all, nobody can really argue the fact that advancing education is a good thing because we know nutrition is a science that's constantly evolving, how it's going to look, um, how it can be better. Um, I think that's the big question mark, but ultimately know that many of our, many, if not all of our programs, we are all are trying to make sure that we are preparing the next generation that's going to take over for all of us one day to the best of our abilities and really just foster that respect that we all deserve. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you, Steph. Yeah. So this has been very, very interesting and enlightening and you know, so appreciative um, of all of your thoughts and the facts that you provided today. And there are some resources that Stephanie mentioned, and they're linked in today's show notes. 
And once again, we thank you all for listening in to today's episode of Dietitians Only, and we will see you again soon. As a listener of Dietitians Only, your opinion matters. What do you like about the podcast? Who do you want us to interview next? We invite you to visit our show notes to complete a quick survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback will help us create future episodes you'll love. Dietitians On Demand employs hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevates the profession with simple yet effective practice resources like this podcast. Don't forget to stay connected with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.